Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We consider it an honor to host you. You can stay up to date with us at BethesdaChurch.tv or on Instagram. Now let's get ready for the message. services. Uh, Dream Team, can you give all of our guests a big hand that are tuning in online right now? So excited. So excited. Honored to be coming into your home. Dream Team, you may be seated. I want to speak to those that are tuning in online for just a moment. Thank you for tuning in. We're excited about what God has in store today. Uh, if this is your first time, we would love to hear from you. You simply need to text um, the word guest to this number, 304-396-0488. As I said, we are preparing for you um, for our live in-person services starting on May the 31st. So excited. We're very thankful for technology. We have actually shared the message of Jesus uh, with more people um, over these last eight weeks than we ever did online. Uh, We're thankful for the technology and all that we've been able to do, but we're really excited. If you don't believe me, just listen to the Dream Team about us coming back together. Come on, Dream Team, let everybody hear you. One more time, we're excited for you. It's gonna be amazing, gonna be so amazing. Next weekend, couple other things. We also, on May 31st, not only will we be gathering back in service, but we have three opportunities and we will actually be sharing a link uh, through our social media platforms for you to get registered for one of those services. Uh, Just ask that you do that. You can also do that on our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. You'll be able to do it on the Bethesda app as well. Uh, It'll be real, real simple process. You'll go on, click 830, 11, or 130, register, you and your family will be able to sit together uh, as we gather to, uh, gather in-house. Uh, we'll be honoring social distancing. Uh, we'll be providing a touch-free experience for you and your family. Uh, and we're just doing our due diligence to make it a safe environment for you to worship God. So we hope that you'll join us and get registered for one of those services. We also have next steps happening next weekend. So go on our website, get registered for that. And if you would like to contribute to this ministry, If you want to give offerings or your tithe, you can still do that by texting the number 304, the amount, text the amount to 304-205-1866. I want to pray for you today. Father, I thank you so much, God, for every person that is watching online. God, we thank you for all those that have tuned in over the last eight or nine weeks, God, to, to worship you and to hear the gospel. We thank you for the lives that have been changed. 
God, I thank you for the people that have continued to support this ministry. God, even in the midst of all the chaos going on in our world, God, they've been faithful to give and to serve. And God, I just pray that you would bless them. God, that you would multiply their influence. And God, we thank you, God, that this next season, God, is gonna be an incredible season. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Bethesda Church. I hope that you are doing well. So pumped to see each of you this week tuning in and really excited to inform you once again that next Sunday we will be gathering in-house. But today our dream team is in-house preparing for you next week. Dream team, give it up for the online audience one more time. Yeah. So exciting. So exciting what God is doing. Uh, make sure you RSVP for one of those services, 8.30, 11, or 1.30. Today, we are jumping back in to a series that we started last week. Um, the title of the series is Rooted. And last week, we looked at the importance of staying planted, staying planted. As long as you and I remain planted, what we have to understand is our fruitfulness will be automatic, we ended, ended that message by telling you that a lot of times we're trying to push ourselves when God wants us to plant ourselves. As long as we are planted, fruitfulness becomes automatic. And so I just want you to say that one more time, the people in-house and the people at home, go ahead and say, stay planted. Stay planted. If I'm planted, I'll be fruitful. And so that's what we looked at last week. But this week, I want to look at the concept of seasons. The concept of seasons is what I want to talk to you about. And um, seasons is so important. And I think a lot of times the reason we miss what God is doing in our lives is because we miss the season. We miss the season. We, we don't understand the season, so we don't know what to do in that season. And so one of the goals of this series is, is not just to unpack a topic or a, a specific set of scriptures, but the goal of this series is to broaden your lens, to, to help you and I see our faith different, through a different lens. The lens that we are using in this series is the lens that scripture speaks of quite often, and that is the lens of agriculture, the lens of agriculture. Um, and, and what we have to know is God chose to reveal a huge portion, portion of who he is and his kingdom through gardening, plant life, and, and, and farming. God chose to reveal himself in those settings. And so I believe that we have to, if we're really gonna understand what God is doing to cultivate us, we have to understand plant life, we have to understand uh, farming and gardening. Um, God could have chosen to reveal himself 
uh, in the Industrial Revolution. He could have chosen to reveal himself during the internet boom. He could have chosen to reveal himself in the 80s, but I'm guessing that the hair was just too big. Um, but for whatever reason, God chose to reveal himself in farming terminology. Countless scriptures that we read, we read about the fruit of the Spirit. We read about the Garden of Eden. And we also read about the faith of a mustard seed. And they each display uh, really, really clear, even what Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 1. It says, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He's the gardener. So God is saying, if you really want to know who I am, then you need to know what a gardener does. You, you need to understand what a gardener values. And so God chose to reveal himself in this manner. But here is the problem. An app store generation doesn't grasp agriculture. We often miss what God is doing because we are not exactly agrarian. You don't plant carrots, you purchase them. I don't, I don't harvest cauliflower, I throw it in the trash. Come on, somebody. Like, we, we, we're not agrarian. We're, most of us are not farmers. Uh, and so it requires us to see our faith through a different lens. What is familiar to a farmer is foreign to me. Now, you, you guys are focused on these people right back here, aren't you? Um, by the way, they are socially distant. There's six feet between them. Just want to make that clear right now. Um, but but we, we don't understand this, this kind of culture many times, and so we miss what God is doing. And so I have to enlarge my lens, enlarge my lens. And one of the ways that I have to understand God is the way that he cultivates me through the seasons of my life. The seasons of my life. And this is so important that we get. Most of us understand the natural seasons. We, we understand winter, spring, summer, and fall. We learned that in preschool. But a lot of us are not aware of spiritual seasons. Sure, you've heard people say, this is just a season, or I'm going through a difficult season. But a lot of times, we don't know how God is using that season to cultivate what he wants to do in our lives. And so I'm gonna give you real quick, and then we'll get into the meat of it. I wanna give you real quick three things, real, real fast, that are spiritual truths about seasons. All right, this is about seasons. Number one, if you're taking notes, life unfolds in seasons. It unfolds in seasons. God decided a long time ago that our lives uh, would, would operate in the framework of seasons. Genesis chapter number eight, verse number 22 says, as long as the world exists, there will be a time for planting and a time for harvest. There will always be cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Now, you may be asking, why would God do that? Well, I don't really know, but when you're God, you get to make some executive decisions, all right? So he chose to do it this way. Um, and, and so I want you to understand that because life unfolds through seasons, where you are now is not where you're going to be because seasons change. 
I want you to get that. Seasons change. So if, if, if you're in a season where life is really, really good, seasons change. If you're in a season where, where, where things are really, really bad, seasons change. Like, like seasons change. Our life unfolds through seasons. Secondly, every season has a purpose. I know you don't want to hear that. Because none of us, when we're going through a difficult season, we, when somebody comes along and says, well, I'm sure God's got it, we want to smack them. <laughs> I don't care what his purpose is. You know, because we don't like the season. But every, oh, you, please get it, every season has a purpose. God never wastes a season. God is constantly cultivating, as we learned last week, and developing something on the inside of you no matter what season you are going through. That's why Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. We have a tendency to prefer certain seasons over others, right? I mean, we all, we prefer certain seasons over others. Even the season we, we've been in, I mean, who would have thought we would be on lockdown for like two months? You know, who, whoever, you know, would, would have guessed we would have been in quarantine and because of a virus and the government, you know, saying stay home. I, I didn't see that coming. Most of us didn't see that coming, but it's been a crazy season. But did you know God wants to use this season? He wants to use this season to do something in you. But, but if you fail to understand that every season has a purpose, you will miss what God is trying to do. I want you to know that God never wastes a season, and oftentimes the seasons you don't like are the ones God uses the most. See, we, we think it's only when we're on top of the mountain and everything's going our way that that, that's, that's the best. No, sometimes it's when nothing's going your way that God is doing the most in your life because he never wastes a season, not a moment of your life. And so God has a purpose in every season. And you, you may say, well, pastor, you don't understand. I work for a terrible boss. Well, maybe God is trying to develop your character. Well, pastor, you, 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 you don't understand what, I, what I'm going through in my life. I've got this, all these demands and I got this huge class load. It's so demanding. Maybe God is teaching you discipline in this season. Maybe, maybe you got a promotion. Maybe God wants to teach you how to celebrate his blessings in your life. It doesn't matter what the season is, God is doing something significant in your life, life unfolds in seasons. Every season has a purpose. And the third spiritual truth is every season requires specific action. Every season requires specific action. There is a corresponding action to the season that you're in. Farmers do not have an off season. They don't have an off season. In winter, they're preparing. In spring, they are planting. In the summer, they're cultivating. And in the fall, they're harvesting. There's no such thing as an off season for a farmer. There is a specific action regardless of the season. They understand that if they show up to plant seed while there's snow on the ground, 
they're not gonna get the result that they want. There's a specific action for the specific season. Some of us are doing the wrong, we're, we're doing the right action. It's a good thing we're doing. We're just doing it in the wrong season. We have not connected our action with the season that God has us in. Farmers, their success is dependent on matching the right action to the right season. That determines their success. So we have to know what season we're in and how to connect the right action. Um, life unfolds in seasons. Every season has a purpose. Every season requires specific action. The more and more people that I run into, many of them are frustrated because they don't understand the season that they're in, which means that they also don't know what they should be doing in this season. Some people are trying to plant, but they are in a winter season. Some people are trying to harvest, and they're in a spring season. Um, and, and we get confused because of this. But I, I wanna encourage people today that if we can connect the right action with the season that God has us in, how many believe God can do something amazing in your life? I believe he can do something really cool in your life and in my life. Now, check this verse out. It's tucked in the Old Testament. You've probably heard it before. And it's just kind of right, right in the middle, and it, you're like, why is that there? But it's very significant. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. It says, the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. In that scripture, I want you to notice that they recognize, the sons of Issachar, they recognize the season, but they also knew what to do. They connected the season to the action. And that's what God wants for your life. Some people are still doing the same thing that they were doing in the previous season, not realizing God has changed their season and they should be doing something different. Man, that's church folk in a nutshell. <laughs> I shouldn't be mean, you know, I, I, but, but it, it's so, so true. We keep doing the same thing even though the season has changed. And so what I wanna help you do for the rest of, of, of our time together is I want to help you answer two questions. Here they are. What's my current season and what's my specific action? Because if you can answer those two questions, God can do something significant in your life. What we have to do is sync we have to sync our expectations with God's season. A lot of times we're not, we're not synced with the season that we are in. Farmers, I'm gonna make some people mad, but y'all know me by now. Farmers do not change their season. They change their action. We could go to the house. They don't change, seasons don't change. They don't just change. We, we, we run around saying, I declare a new season. You ain't changing no season. I know it sings good, it preaches good, but, but you can't change the season God has you in just like a farmer can't change the season. All a farmer can do is change his action. 
to sync his action with the right season. And that's what I want to help you discern. What season are you in and what should your action be? And this is really tough because everybody wants to declare, my seasons change. I'm in a new season. Season of power. Season of prosperity. Not even realize God's got you in a season where you should be planting seeds and not even focusing on the harvest. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna make a lot of people shout, but like you, you, you haven't discerned your season. And, and, and so we got a culture, though, that is looking for the payoff, but, but, but God may have you in a season of planting. Maybe you want the destination, but God has you in a season of development. Maybe you want to arrive, but God has you in a season of waiting. Until you sink your expectation to God's season, you'll be frustrated. Because you're going to be expecting an outcome that's not coming. That produces frustration, anger, all kinds of emotions. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but not every season is harvest season. See, th th we all want to like carry our harvest around all the time. Oh, harvest is on the way. I want harvest. I want harvest in my kids. I want harvest in my marriage. Oh, I want harvest in my bank accounts. We, we want harvest, 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 and then we want more harvest, and we don't even understand that harvest is only one-fourth of the process. Oh, I just, uh, come on, somebody. If you're in this place right now, it's only one-fourth of it. One-fourth of the process. If, if you were to ask a farmer, sir, how, or ma'am, how do I stay in a season of perpetual harvest? A farmer is going to give you a crazy-eyed look. And they're probably going to say, I don't know, because harvest, harvest is only one of the seasons. It's, it's only one-fourth of the seasons. See, our world wants to harvest before we plow. I'm just going to throw it out there. If you've got bad work ethic, you don't want to talk to me. I'm not your guy. I'm not your guy. We want to harvest without plowing. We want to sleep with it before we put a ring on it. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. Come on, somebody. We want to own it before we can afford it. We want to experience it before we've earned it. That, that's the culture we live in. But any farmer would tell you that you can't expect harvest before the hard work. Harvest doesn't just come consistently. It's one-fourth of the process. So we got to ask, what season am I in? What should my action be? And, and some of you, there's, there's three places I really want to hit in this. Some of you, you're not in a season of harvest you're in a season of working. That the season that you're in is a working season. 
Everybody wants to talk about new levels, new opportunities, new ideas, bigger things to come. But any farmer will tell you when he goes out to a new field, there are rocks to be removed, there are rows to be made, and there are seeds to plant. So, so what, what's the farmer telling us? There's a lot of hard work that's involved in the process of your harvest. A lot of hard work. And some of you right now, the season God has you in, it's not a season of harvest. You need to, like, get this out of your head. Right here is where God has you. See, nobody's going to shout over this. <laughs> nobody's going to shout over the hoe. Come on, somebody. The matic. Who's shouting over that? I mean, the rake. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody shouting over no, any of that. Nobody. Nobody wants to pick that up. Do you know what God is saying in this season? It's time for you to get started. You say, I want a better marriage. Well, get working. My kids acting like devils, get working. See, we want that. We, this is what we want. The problem is, is we won't pick up a rake. We don't want to sow the right seeds. We don't want to take the time and the energy and the effort to pour into something in the working season to produce the harvest season. You want to own a new business? You better start the process. You, want, you, you have a dream of being a doctor? You might want to get enrolled in classes. Come on, somebody, you gotta, you gotta get started. Gotta get started. One of the things I've noticed is that some people never get started because they use spiritual excuses. Church people, man. I could do a whole segment called church people. I am feeling myself. There are people in the room. Woo! Not just a camera. Good Lord, it feels good. Almost said, no, I won't go there. <laughs> Some people, you know, they sit in church, I'm just waiting on God. Yeah. Waiting on the Lord, open up a door. I'm praying about it. Did you know that delay is often rooted in a desire for perfect conditions? Some of us, the reason we're delaying to do anything is because we're waiting for all the conditions to be perfect. No such thing. The conditions are all, never like just perfect sitting on a platter for you. Some people use faith as an excuse to do nothing. Some of you are praying while you wait, but I want to give you some advice. Pray while you plant. Pray while you plant. Pray and go on a date. You've never talked to the Christian girl. I'm just waiting on the man. You might want to go on a date or two. You haven't been out in seven years. That's the reason he ain't coming. He thinks you're 
Weird. <laughs> pray and plant. Pray and go on a date. Pray and get enrolled in school. Pray and prepare to open up the business. We need to do a better job, not just waiting, but we need to be praying and planting. Praying and planting. Give God something to work with. A farmer can look at a barren field and go, oh God, make the corn grow. And God's gonna ask the farmer, did you plant anything? People drive me nuts. They got no seed in the ground at all. And they want this. Like no seed at all in the ground. No, no, they're, not, they're not doing anything. We're just waiting on, I guess, heaven to open and a wheelbarrow of apples fall on me. It's just gonna fall into my lap. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything at all. It'll just come. You can pray for something, but you also need to be planting something. Some of you think that you're waiting on God and it's not true at all. He's actually waiting on you. I, I want you to hear this. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is action. If I believe something, it's not just theology. I know some scripture. A lot of people know scriptures and don't do anything. If I really believe it, there's a corresponding action. I do something. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is an action. Faith doesn't wait for God to cancel all of my debts. Faith gets up and works a plan or a budget. Faith doesn't wait on a ministry to fall into my lap. Faith gets, gets up and starts serving where I am. Faith doesn't wait for God to give me better friends. Faith gets, gets connected to a small group of people. Faith does something. It moves, there's action. I may not let the dream team go home. So, so, so we have to have the season God has us in and then we gotta connect it with the right action. Get started, get started. God can't bless, can't bless what you don't start. The working season is a starting season. So some of you, you may not be in a working season. You may be in a watering season. A watering season. Now, the whole idea of watering. Now, honestly, y'all can tell by looking at me, I'm not harvesting broccoli. <laughs> I'm eating chicken wings, all right? Let's throw it out there. Um, but the whole watering thing, when, when we plant seeds and then we, we come behind the seeds and we begin watering them. Watering happens every single day. And when, you, when you're watering the seeds, you planted good seeds and now you're watering them, is, is you don't always see immediate results. And this is where a lot of us, we get frustrated because we know we've got good seed in the ground. And we've been watering some, but because we don't see progress, we get frustrated, and instead of continuing to pour water on the seeds that we've sown, we get frustrated and we wanna stop altogether. Because I, I don't know how you feel, but it's hard 
to keep pouring into something that you don't see any return on. It's not easy to keep pouring in a place that you don't see any return on that and when we don't see anything on the surface. But, but I want you to understand that when you plant something, when you plant something, planting often looks like burial. Think about it. Planting often looks like burial. But you don't pour water on something you have buried. You only pour water on something you have planted. If it's something I have planted, then I need to take the next step to water it. And, and some of you, you're in that season of been, you've been watering, you've been pouring, and, and you're, in, you're at that place where you say, I've been doing a real good job at work, but my boss hasn't noticed. I've been reading my Bible, but my kids still act crazy. I've been tithing for the first time, and things are still tight. I, I keep pouring, but I don't see the immediate results. I need to remind you, Hebrews 11, verse number one. Faith is being sure about what we hope for, being convinced about things we do not see. Convinced about things that we, man, you look crazy when you keep water in something that you can't see. Your friends think you're crazy. Why do you keep pouring your energy into that? They don't know, baby, that you're watering something that's about to come up. You're, you're pouring something. They can't see it. You can't see it. But by faith, I, I'm convinced of what I can't see. I'm going to keep watering it. I'll keep pouring integrity into it. I'll keep pouring excellence into it. I'll keep sowing the right words into my marriage. I'll keep pouring the word of God into my heart. I Even when I can't see it, I believe that God is doing something on the inside. I feel like somebody in this season needs to be reminded you planted some great seeds and God has just sent me to remind you keep pouring the water on that thing baby because it's going to burst through that ground you're going to see a harvest but don't stop watering in the process Woo! don't stop watering in the process man that's somebody's season right there you're in a watering you're in a watering season, the third season. The final one is the waiting season. Frustrating. Nobody likes waiting. Nobody enjoys the waiting season. 1 Corinthians 3 and 6 says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused it to grow. So I can plant, I can plant, I can work, I can plant, I can water, but God is the one that makes it grow. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to plant and to water. It's God's responsibility to make it grow. So there's a season when I have to get started there's a season that I need to water what I have started. And then there is a season where I can't do anything about it except wait. Man, we don't like that season. This is the frustrating season. I'm just going to take my notes over here because 
some seasons. And this feels good. Some seasons, the most spiritual thing you can do is wait. I want that to sink in. Because I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, Pastor, you just told me to get started. <laughs> Pastor, you, you, you just told me to get busy. Like, you had the rake over there. You said if I wanted this big old harvest, I needed to, to get busy. And, and, and here's the thing that I want you to get. What I respect the most about farmers is that they never waste energy trying to change the season. They just focus on the right action. Seasons don't change. But my action needs to change. James 5 and 7 says, See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. If you're in a waiting season, and some of you are in that season, the appropriate action is to rest. If you've already done the hard work, you've already planted the good seeds, you've been watering the seeds, the next thing that you do is that you wait. And I, and I know you say, you told me to get started, now you're telling me to wait, which is it? Both. That's why you have to be able to discern what season you're in. If you do not discern what season you're in, you'll be working while God wants you to rest. Or you'll be resting while God really wants you behind to get up and grab a rake. So you gotta discern your season. And if you don't discern your season, here's what happens. You can wear yourself out. See, in the waiting season, you can either wear yourself out or you can rest. And I figure the Bible says that God never sleeps and he never slumbers. So if he doesn't sleep or slumber and he's gonna stay up all night working, I might as well rest. Some of us, we have not discerned the season. If God already promised that your kids will be saved and he told you to rest in that, in that then why are you up all night worrying? If God has already told you that he would heal your body, then why are you trying to make it happen yourself? If God has already told you that your joy would return, then why are you still working so hard to get joy by buying things you don't need? I'm preaching all right, ain't I? I, I'm kind of feeling this thing. We, we, we have to discern, are, are we in a season of working? We need to get started. Are we in a season where we've done a lot of good things, but it's time to, to pour some water on it? Or are we in a season when we should be resting while God is causing it to grow? God, I plant, I water, but God causes it to grow. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11, getting ready to close. That don't mean anything. God does everything, it's Ecclesiastes three to 11, God does everything right and on time. But people can never completely understand what he's doing. Let's say it like this, God's plan for your life includes a timetable. It includes a timetable. If God wants a mushroom 
he takes six days. But if he wants an oak tree, he takes 60 years. What's your point, pastor? Sometimes the longer the season of waiting is, it's just because God had something bigger than you ever expected. If it's just a mushroom, yeah, it's a few days. But if it's an oak tree, it may take 60 years. It could be that the reason you've been in a season of waiting so long is because God has a blessing on his mind for your life that's way bigger than what you expected. And it takes time to develop you. It takes time to connect you to the right people, to get you in the right place so that God can do what he wants to do in your life. Chinese bamboo. Anybody ever heard of it? It's kind of cool. It has a very interesting growth journey. When you study Chinese bamboo out, it's placed in the ground several inches below the surface. And the gardener will begin fertilizing and watering this every single day. At the end of one year, nothing has come through the ground yet, nothing. At the end of year two, nothing. Three, nothing. But at the end of four years, right at the beginning of the fifth year, you start seeing signs of this Chinese bamboo. It, it, it will come out in the fifth year about one to two inches. Now how many, five years for one to two inches? Most of us don't have the patience for that, right? Like we're not gonna stay with, can you imagine just pouring water on something you can never see? Fifth year, one to two inches of it. But those that have patience and determination that continue to fertilize and water it, the fifth year brings something incredible. Within the first five weeks of the fifth year, it grows 90 feet tall. 90 feet Sometimes it's growing so rapidly that you can hear it growing. It, it, it's so interesting to, 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 to look at this because then we have to ask the question, does the bamboo grow 90 feet in five weeks or does it grow 90 feet in five years? I wanna suggest that if you don't understand seasons, you will think that it grows 90 feet in five weeks, but if you understand seasons, you understand that bamboo actually grows 90 feet in five years. Bamboo is not growing in one season. Check this out. It's growing in every season. Some of you, you can't see it, but God never wastes a season. You're getting better every day, even though you can't see the results. God's not gonna waste one season, one ounce of your life. You're getting better every single day. Even the bad things that have happened to you, did you know God's still gonna use it? Romans 8, 28, that the good, the bad, the ugly, he's gonna work it all together for your good. Come on, somebody. Like it, he's not wasting any of the seasons of your life. And, and because he is a gardener, listen, every step of your life is a step toward what he is cultivating in your life. My encouragement to you this week is to discern what season you're in so that you can sync up the right action, the right action. 
I wanna pray for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every person. God, the dream teamers that are in-house and God, all those that are tuning in online right now. God, I pray that you would give them an anointing to be able to discern what season they are in. God, that if they're in a working season, that you would help them to see that so that they can get started, to get enrolled in classes, to start that business, to go on a date, whatever it looks like in that season. God, if they're in a watering season and they feel like they've been pouring, 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 and God, they haven't seen, God, the return. God, I I pray that you would, God, help them to see, God, that as long as they stay faithful and continue to water that seed, God, that there's an incredible harvest coming. And God, I pray specifically for those that have been planting amazing seeds. They've been watering. But God, they feel like they've been waiting. God, I pray that that there would just be a, a grace and awareness to recognize that we can plant and we can water. But God, it's you that makes it grow. Help them to rest in you, to recognize when we've been pushing ourselves when we could be planting ourselves. I pray, God, for an awareness in this season that we could connect the right action to the right season. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for those that are watching online and you'd say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my personal Savior, but I want to make that decision today. I want to pray for you. It's real simple. We just simply put our faith in Jesus. It's not Jesus plus anything. It's Jesus. He came. He lived a sinless life. He died in your place. And I want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to, I want to lead you in a prayer and so that you can invite Jesus into your heart and into your life. If, if that's you, just repeat this, this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I've committed sins. I need a Savior. I can't save myself. So I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to forgive me of my sins, to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me and changing me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We believe, come on, dream team. We believe that if you prayed that simple prayer, that you are now a child of God, that you have been born again, And we would love to hear from you. So I'm gonna ask that you would text the word saved, the word saved to this number, 304-396-0488. We would love to hear from you, get connected with you, and maybe even meet you next week as we begin meeting in-house again. It's been an honor to come into your house to bring the message of Jesus right there where you are. I pray that it blesses you and that God watches over you in a, in a significant way and speaks to you this coming week. And we just, we're, we're thankful for Jesus and what he has done in our hearts and what he's done in your heart today. Dream Team, as we get ready to sing this last song, just so that the online um, community can hear you, can you just give God a big praise right now? Amen. Woo. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like to support this ministry financially, 
you can go to BethesdaChurch.tv give. We'll catch you on the next episode. Have a great day.